Hey guys! Hey! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Sip on This. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chelsea. And we're gonna <laughs> give you all the recent tea in our lives, slash the world, yeah. for you to sip on. <laughs> so, how was your week this week? We haven't talked for like a week and a half. Yeah, Chelsea's been in Europe. I have. Um, around the world. Michelle, you need to get a passport so we can travel together. Oh, I know. I'm so down, but you are not going to be able to travel for like a year, so. Who knows? Maybe I'll uh... lose your job. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. tired. <laughs> I'll just travel the rest of my life. Oh, wait. What are you sipping on? To be honest, I'm sipping on some cough medicine. <laughs> Chelsea's sick. <laughs> and some, uh, I have a cup here that was filled with some chicken broth. <laughs> Yeah, I was in uh, Scotland for a bit, and it's really cold there, so every time I'm there, I get sick. Mm. I got sick in, like, the first three days. Now I have, like, a major head cold. But that's why I'm sounding weird. Anyways, <laughs> back to you, Michelle. <laughs> I'm a hydro flask of water. Wow. We need to get more exciting. <laughs> I know. What are, we have to, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... Since we last talked, my birthday passed. It did. Woo! I'm totally. What did you do? What did you do for your birthday? Um, I had dinner with some friends, and mm-hmm. then it was so cute. On my actual birthday, I came home for my birthday dinner, and all my friends surprised me in front of in my front door with like cake and candles and balloons. Oh and my flowers. god! Yeah, Chelsea's friends. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. They were so loud, though. I was like, shh, because they're singing happy birthday. Like, so oh, loud. Oh, that's so cute. I know. Oh, my God. I love my friends. <laughs> I wish I could have. I, I wish I could have been there. I wish you could have been here, too. We went out. <laughs> we went out to PV, uh, Pacific Beach, for those of you not in San Diego. Um, <laughs> Educating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and... Uh, we got tired real fast. I don't know why, but we all were like, let's just go at like 1 a.m. That's not fun. Yeah. It's okay. I had fun. Exciting. <laughs> Wish you were there. Anything um, else? What else happened to you? I worked on a Three Musketeers commercial. Ooh. That was really cool. It was like a music video. That? Yeah, wait. What was that like? Um, I was just a production assistant. It was really chill. It was so relaxing way more relaxing than like a film set yeah um i guess because they don't have to worry about like continuity and stress out about that stuff yeah um i got to meet the youtuber uh sam sui he's a youtube singer you guys should look him up t-s-u-i his last name um i feel like i know him you probably do you will recognize him if you see him on yeah i'll watch out for your commercial (laughs) (laughs) it's a music video commercial like he partnered with three musketeers to oh, make this fuck that's thing. cool yeah did you get uh, candy <laughs> there was a ton of three musketeers the real but questions I, i'm not a big three musketeers person so i didn't need any of it <laughs> i get that yeah he was really nice um that was fun and then mm-hmm. recap not recap but shout out to our previous episode where i talked about a japanese producer oh, yeah. he calls me and he goes are you available october 8th 9th and 10th to like drive us around again because they're coming back to film the actual travel video and i was like oh no i'm not available sorry totally available by the way um you're like no that's okay (laughs) 
he's like what about just the ninth and I was like oh no not available that week no. at all <laughs> I will never be available again sorry <laughs> yeah that is that's all what's up what's been happening with you um so yeah I was traveling um I feel like we you edited our last episode literally like the day I left I think because I was listening in the airport (laughs) yeah I finished it that day oh my god okay so since then yeah I flew to Scotland I it was like I was revisiting home I freaking love it there Edinburgh is literally like where my heart belongs like my heart and soul I don't know how to explain it but like every time I go there I'm just so happy and every time I leave I'm just depressed are you Scottish yeah I'm I'm like yeah my background is pretty much like all UK so Scotland Ireland uh England and then a little of like um what's the other one (laughs) whales like um and then I'm like one percent German so I'm like for the most part like Scottish maybe that's how you feel at home I don't yeah I'm like it's crazy because it's so cold and I'm I'm from like I've been in Southern California my whole life so it's weird but I love gloomy weather so it's just like so beautiful but (laughs) I studied abroad in Edinburgh my the spring of my junior year in college so I was like revisiting all the flatmates that I had when I was there it was so fun they're all so cute I just love them so much um but yeah uh exciting things that happened in Scotland um I explored a lot of old places that that I love and then one night when we went out I kind of was like I think I was one drink too far in on the dance floor. <laughs> and I sent a bunch of dramatic Snapchats to all my friends, I think. Saying Including that, me. <laughs> saying that I almost, like, got with someone. But really, I just pointed to them on the dance floor. They made eye contact with me when I pointed at them. And, yep, pretty much it. He had a really cool shirt, though. Chelsea Snapchats me one night. I almost <laughs> hooked up with, what was he? <laughs> Armenian? Arabian. (laughs) Wait, I thought I said Arabian, but he's Armenian. No. (laughs) You said said Albanian. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no. (laughs) Okay, wait. She goes, I almost hooked up with an Arabian guy. Yes. And I responded, really? And then she goes, totally drunk texting, I sunmined him demon the dance floor. And then he was like, bye. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's what she said to me. Oh, my God. Honestly, like, I don't even know what was happening to me that night. <laughs> I don't know great. what summoned the demon. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a magical moment when I pointed to him. And he saw it. He moved closer. And then that was pretty much the peak of my night. <laughs> I was hoping but, Chelsea would come back with some, like, great boy stories from in Europe. I know. <laughs> Not really. I mean, okay, so I was in Scotland, and then I went to Munich for, like, two days, maybe, to visit my other friend, who also went to SDSU. Um, so she's living there now, and we went to Oktoberfest. Uh, yeah, it was so fun. And can I just say that, like, 
if you're on the line of like our journals weird like old lady clothing or are they hot they're hot as fuck they are though <laughs> like i put mine on when i was trying mine on Emily was asking the lady who worked there. She was like, so how does it look on her? Like, is it the right size? And the woman was like, yeah, just different bra. <laughs> just put a different bra. Straight up, I have never looked at my boobs and been like, what? <laughs> I can't even explain. They were just, like, out there. It was really weird. But I felt like a print. I felt like I was straight out of, like, Snow White. I felt like a <sighs> Sorry. Oh. Continue. you. <laughs> Bless you. Thanks. Sorry, um, Andrea. <laughs> oh my god. Andrea doesn't like the burping. Andrea hates the burping. Yeah. Sorry, Andrea. Okay. Continue. I'm so sorry. I inter- rudely interrupted you. <laughs> um But yeah, so we were at Oktoberfest. Beers there are like 12 euro. So not cheap. But um we made it a goal of ours to like get someone to buy us one and long story short we did and i just gave him a little kissy kissy at the end i was like thanks mm. but yeah that's pretty much it that's all the action i got um <laughs> which is fine i'm fine with that i was i was getting a cold anyways at that time so r.i.p to that guy <laughs> he's probably, probably like cold. sick in bed like who the fuck did this to <laughs> who me did this to me but yeah he was like from jordan that's interesting mm. it was random but <laughs> Anyways, that's literally all that's happened to me. Oh, one thing that happened to me. Okay. Okay. I, oh, so creepy. Okay. So the first day that I got to Munich, Emily and I were getting on a train and, you know, it's kind of crowded. Like there's people getting on, there's people getting off, but like there was enough space and like, lack of people that there was like that there was like a foot between people or whatever and this guy was exiting the train and he sticks his arm out and like grabs onto my arm and just walks away like he like squeezes my arm and walks away Uh. oh my god it was so creepy i got the chills emily was like oh my god we were like it was not fun it was really creepy she was like who does that i don't know but a lot of people do i don't know like what (laughs) he didn't have to like touch you at all huh like there was no reason to be touching you he was like a foot away from a foot or two away from me and he like blatantly put his arm out to like touch mine And it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, he, like, grazed past my arm. Like, you know, when you rub up against people on accident, like, Mm -hmm. arm to arm, it was, like, blatant, squeezed my arm and walked away. That's disgusting. It was, it was so uncomfortable. That's a pretty, uh, (laughs) transition, I'd say, into our topic. Yep. (laughs) We, today, this week, we're going to be talking about the hashtag MeToo movement. Kind of serious. Kind of Pretty little, serious. A little real up in here, y'all. Yeah. But it's important. Uh, yeah. And we wanted to talk about this because of the whole 
Ford and Kavanaugh situation happening with the with our country. Um, so if you guys don't know, and if you guys aren't like caught up to date with what's been happening, um, Trump <laughs> nominated um, this man named Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. And right after that, this letter from a woman named Dr. Ford, what's her name? What's her first name? Christine. Thank you. I totally blanked. <laughs> from Dr. Christine Ford um, got leaked and she had wrote it to like, a senator, I think, um, talking about how Brett Kavanaugh had sexually assaulted her uh, when they were younger in high school. And so this whole thing like blew up, like, who's right, who's wrong, he said, she said. And so they held a hearing where they questioned each of them for like hours. Mm -hmm. And it was televised and everything. You guys can watch it on YouTube. Um, and like from my perspective, okay. Well, yeah, from my perspective, she, like, answered everything directly, yes and no, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and he did not do that. He was very, like, condescending and would kind of, like, ask questions back instead of answering questions and, Jesus, like, avoiding the question, you know, how people are. Um, like, he, he could have used this to, like, this opportunity to, like, if he really, let's say he really, like, didn't do it. Yeah. Like, he could have used this opportunity to, like, I don't know, help stand for the situation instead of, like, not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. I just feel like there's a lot of ways that you could go about it. If you're victimized on the other side, like, say, like, accusations towards you and you really weren't a part of it, like, I don't know. I feel like he could have just been the bigger person. He could have handled it so much yeah. better if he didn't do it. But then it just makes him more suspicious that he's yeah, just the not way he... answering questions. It's yeah, ridiculous. Definitely. And so after the hearing, um, I think the Senate ordered for an FBI investigation. Yeah. So Trump was like, okay, let's do an FBI investigation, but let's limit it, limit it to one week and limit to how much the FBI can search into things. Like it was really god dumb <laughs> um so the investigation ended and they voted him in anyway um so yeah but i mean what i have to say is like because they didn't figure out like really who's true or i mean who's lying or not yeah but even if he didn't do it he was so angry and did not have a good temper he was clearly super republican and not unbiased and so that's not really like a fitting personality to be a judge anyway in the supreme court yeah so i don't think he was even a good nomination whether or not no. he sexually assaulted someone yeah <laughs> it's so sad like yeah because of all that we were like maybe we should talk about um yeah youtube movement so i'm sure everyone listening knows what the me too movement is but essentially just um a movement like supporting survivors of sexual harassment violence assault rape really anything um yeah especially in the workplace but like also yeah. in general and that's and everyone it's, it's men women everyone yeah. i think that's like a common mis misconception is like people think it's only for women and feminists 
and yeah. all this stuff. But no. it's like, no, it's anyone who's been treated. Yeah. And honestly, like, it's so surprising. Like, when did hashtag me to even become a thing? I feel like it's it's only been a movement in, like, the last year. year yeah, and a half. but it like, actually started a while ago, and it just, like, re- took off again. Okay, because I was, like, I didn't know anything about this until, like, maybe a year ago when it was getting big again in the media. Yeah. The Me Too <laughs> movement actually started, like, as early as 2006, but... It didn't, like, take wind until, like, October 2017 um, when, like, celebrities and stuff brought it to attention. And I think it was the whole, like, Harvey Weinstein thing that brought it up again. It's so sad because it's, like, all those people that bubbled it up that many years, like, they didn't feel comfortable until there were X amount of people accusing the same person. Like, that's just so sad. But then again, like, there's so many people that don't talk about it. Um, because they're afraid, like, they don't want to be judged, because that's the society, like, that's just the type of world that we live in, like, people are always going to question the victim, and, you know, not believe them, and whatever, whatever it may be, but, I'm so sick, (laughs) but I think another, like, really big misconception about, the Me Too movement is that people, I think, when they hear that, they their mind goes straight to rape. But, like, there's so many tears to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be you being, like, date raped at a party, or it could be you being, like, sexually catcalled on a street. Like, there's, it's, like, all that in between. People can just be like, you're just being sensitive. Like, it's just words or whatever but it's like that's not okay to be treating people that way and we i think i don't know like society has accepted these behaviors so much but that now it's hard to undo it yeah and i think that's why people are like in denial about all these accusations it's like how many people have been through this the world will never know there's always going to be people that never talk about it yeah because like like Dr. Ford, she got so many death threats um, because she was like trying to tell her story. But it's like, really, guys, like what person would pretty much ruin their lives and voluntarily get death threats and cannot live at home? And just, just to, emotionally put themselves through it. Yeah, yeah. To lie about something like this. Like there's no reason for her. She gets nothing out of this if she tells her story. So I don't get why she would be lying. Like also it has a lot to do with like time's up and I'm so freaking happy that that is now a movement too because it's specific to like Hollywood yeah because it is so fucked up like that was founded literally this year the beginning Mm -hmm. like January 1st 2018 but I don't know I just I think that in a way, like, we're really lucky and fortunate. This is so fucked up because, like, so many people have gone through this. But, like, for these movements to actually, like, be heard now, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it makes a difference for people going and through it. I feel like we're lucky that we're coming into this industry during this time. Yeah. As women, we have... A better chance of finding a job and all that. I remember being in college and being so scared. 
and doubting myself like okay i'm a girl not only am i a girl i'm asian like i'm a minority yeah. no one's gonna want to hire me no one's gonna think i'm capable of like, doing seriously, any of this yeah <clears throat> or so. like yeah oh that's so sad because it's like even if you're going into work it's like oh am i safe here <laughs> i know it's so sad but it's just reality but yeah especially like with all these movements and everything i think people are are taking women more seriously thank god like why are women not ruling the world literally but since this is such a heavy topic <laughs> and we're used to like talking about why our lives are comedic with each other i don't know i just think it's important for us to like really talk about our personal experiences with this because i don't know it gives more depth to who we are and why we are the way we are and yeah and maybe also give other people a chance if they've been through something like this to relate or feel more comfortable with what's happened to them um and like how to deal with it or whatever it may be closure whatever it may be i don't know (laughs) we're both nervous i'm so uncomfortable it's (laughs) it's it's an uncomfortable topic yeah but but it's i feel like we do need to talk about it and no filter if there's an episode with no filter it's this one (laughs) um (coughs) all right i'll go first okay I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Okay. This is kind of still really weird for me to talk about because it literally just happened last year. But anyways, so last year, uh, towards the end of last year, um, I started hanging out more with one of my really good friends. And like, we were already really good friends. um, But like, because we started hanging out more, and like talking more we became like really best friends like like i feel like he knows so much about me he probably mm-hmm. knows the most about me like out of all my friends yeah and it was like awesome having like a best friend like everybody wants that one go-to person to, to just talk to and stuff um but i guess over the course of like however many months we were hanging out he I guess he thought we were becoming something more. And I guess this kind of goes to how people always say, oh, guys and girls cannot be best friends because someone's going to start liking the other person. Oh. And maybe that's what was happening uh, (laughs) because we were hanging out so much. Yeah. And um, (laughs) so, (laughs) again, (laughs) you guys. Okay. I know. It's rough. It's rough. We're all here. So we'd be hanging out a lot and one day he started casually like resting his hand on my thigh you know like how a lot of people do from time to time not a lot of people (laughs) from time to time (laughs) like he would be resting his hand on my thigh like from time to time yeah and I didn't think anything of it I just ignored it I was just like we're really close friends whatever yeah um and then slowly like each time he his hand would be higher Oh. And higher. <laughs> and uh-huh. one day, he, oh my god, this is so weird. Like, it was just the two of us, like, we'd always hang out, like, the two of us or whatever. But, oh my god. <laughs> it's I, okay. I can't pinpoint when it first happened, 
where we were or anything. Um, <clears throat> but one day he like started to try to touch me like between my legs over my pants mm. and it wasn't like full on like it yeah. was there uh. it was like there was physical contact but he wasn't like doing anything really yeah but you could tell like he's hinting he's like hello yeah like hello my hands here <laughs> hello I'm um, here I have arrived <laughs> Chelsea. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> trying to ease the tension thank you um <laughs> and yeah. um I would get like so uncomfortable yeah and I would like freeze and like I would get like really hot inside not hot like ooh I'm turned on but hot like no. nervous hot yeah. and because I was like I don't know what to do and so I would try to like shift or like move so that he would have to like take his hand away but then he would just do it again boy so, I don't know that isn't that is a no enough well, and then one time I did go like stop, and I would like push away his hand. Yeah, but he would just like laugh and think that I'm kidding. Think it's a joke. Yeah, and I, I'm, oh. and I probably did nervously laugh because I do that when I'm. It's awkward. Yeah, when things get awkward, yeah. I uncomfortably laugh. I mean, that's a human thing to do. Yeah, so it, it probably seemed like I was joking or something. No. And um. And yeah, so at the time I didn't think anything of it. I just knew I didn't want this to happen and that I yeah. was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And some reason, one day I was like, one night I was driving home and like, it hit me like so hard. And I was like, I think like this is wrong, right? Like this is not okay. This it's should not, not be happening. And I was like, why? And like, why would he be doing this to me? And I was like, I thought he was my friend. So I was like crying and like driving home. <laughs> yeah. And but even then, like it still didn't fully process as like I'm being sexually harassed or anything. Yeah. Um, it like took me a couple weeks to fully like realize the situation. Um but like when it did finally hit me, I started getting more distant and I was being a little more mean. And I think he like he would he would be like, why are you being so mean? Like, what's your, like, what's your problem? Yeah. So like that. <clears throat> um, and one day I was hanging out with a group of my um, close friends. And we were just having one of those, like, late night deep talks thing. <laughs> and As one would. Yeah. <laughs> and they brought up this guy. Like, they brought up him. Yeah. And then they, like, sensed that I was getting uncomfortable and weird. So they started asking questions, like, trying to get info like oh, no. ooh, what, why are you being all weird and uncomfortable because like they said they thought it was because i had a crush on him or something you're like um the opposite <laughs> but the more like they were asking questions because i was like i can't say it like i'm not ready to say it and then they, they didn't know what i was talking about yeah. so they they're like well can we like ask questions to try to get it yeah. to and i was like yeah just ask me questions so <clears throat> the more they asked they realized it was serious and like what was happening and that was the first time that I like admitted it out loud that like my friend sexually harassed me like my best friend um and I was like it was so weird it was like such a weird and emotional night like that was the first time that they all like saw me crying um it was so weird to think think back of to that night but It was kind of good that that night happened because otherwise I don't think I would have told anyone or admitted it out loud to anyone. Yeah. 
Um, and they're like, you should talk to him. And I was like, I can't, I don't, I can't face him. Like it gives me anxiety yeah. thinking about having to talk to him about it. Yeah, I know. You need your own time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And at first they're like, okay, like, let's give it a month. You're going to talk to him in a month. And no, like, you can't put a timer on it. Like, how are you going to, what? No. I, and no. at the time I thought like, that's a good idea. Like a month seems good. Like deal. I'll talk to him in a month. Deal. A month came and they're like, you need to talk to him. Are you going to talk to him? Like, have you talked to him? Like, we're going to sit you down with him and talk to him if you don't do it yourself. And like, it gave me so much anxiety, like thinking about having to see him and tell him. And so I told him like, no, I'm going to do it on my own time. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't feel okay with it right now. And they accepted it. So they left me alone. Um, and like all the while he has no idea like that I was going through all this. Yeah. And, um, so he was still (laughs) texting me, but he had an inkling that something was wrong because he would ask like, he asked did something happen because like I was being distant and like answering very shortly and but I was like no nothing happened but then one day I couldn't take it anymore I couldn't take that he kept was trying to keep talking to me so I said like I need space something did happen but I'm not ready to talk about it yeah and um we didn't I didn't talk to him for like three months and finally one day I woke up and I was like okay I can do it and I need to tell him. And I sent him this like long ass text message telling him like everything and how he's like one of my best friends and I needed to tell him because I know he didn't know. I know it wasn't like he was actively trying to like pressure me <laughs> into anything. Yeah. <clears throat> but and I but I felt like I should tell him because I didn't want him to accidentally make another girl feel this way. And then he was like, I feel horrible. And we, like, were trying to, like, talk it out over text, but you know how, like, talking over text is just not going to help anyone. So we met up and we tried to talk about it, but it was, like, really weird because, like, it was still fresh for him. Like, he just found out about this, whereas, like, I had time to process it. Yeah. Um, But we couldn't really, like, voice how we were feeling or how what we were thinking. So we ended up not talking again for a couple months because he's like, I need time to, like deal with this because like he was like he felt so bad and he like couldn't look at me and all that stuff um but then when we finally did talk we like made up um and we're friends again um and it's it's surprisingly not weird like I don't know I feel like addressing the issue was really important and like we're not like super best friends like we were before but I'm glad like I didn't lose my friend over this yeah um and that he like understood like yeah, where I'm... you were coming from and like what the situation was yeah I feel like I was lucky in that way because yeah I think that's like another thing like I was afraid to tell him because I was scared of the reaction being like what you're wrong yeah you're overreacting and stuff yeah. like that but yeah um, so that was that that was that like, I know nothing actually went far, but, like, it was just in that moment you just feel, like, cornered and... You feel small. Yeah, you do. It's weird. Yeah. And then you don't want to tell people because you're just, like, embarrassed. Yeah. Even though it's, like, not on you. Yeah. It's weird. 
Okay, Chelsea. <laughs> Do you wanna? My turn. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. I love you. <laughs> you got this. I love you. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm really actually gonna cough and sniffle a lot. Um, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> this whole podcast is gonna be coughing. <laughs> People are gonna feel like they're getting sick from listening. So, um, just as like a little backstory, I unfortunately like some of my own family members have had their own experiences with this that I had heard of. Um, I my freshman year even made like a film about um, a girl being like sexually assaulted. Um, which now that I think about it <clears throat> was probably very insensitive because um, it was very shortly after one of my own family members went through this. So I myself, uh, the summer before sophomore year, um, I matched with this guy on Tinder. Love um, Tinder. <laughs> yep, Tinder. Um, which is why I'm like, why am I still on Tinder? This is one of my first experiences with Tinder. Oh, no. Stupid. Anyways. <clears throat> so, this guy and I met on Tinder. Uh, we texted for, like, about a month. I thought he was super cute. He was, like, one of the funniest, nicest guys I'd been, like, talking with that I'd met. Um, he made me feel, like, really comfortable and, like, I could trust him. Um, and after, like, a month of us talking, I trusted him enough to meet up with him. And it just so happened that the day that we wanted, like, that we were trying to make plans, it was, like, a meteor shower was going to hit that day. So he was like, hey, like, we could watch the meteor shower. Like, that'd be cute. I was like, yeah, that would be cute, actually. Like, dream date. Hello. <laughs> Super cute. Hey, let's just lay and look at the stars. <laughs> let's just look at the stars together. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so I immediately got ready. I told my friends to track my location because we all share our location. <laughs> um, and that I would, like, let them know, like, that I was safe and whatever. Um, I actually, this is one of my biggest, biggest regrets was that I lied to my dad. Um, my mom wasn't home that night. So I told my dad that I was going to be watching the meteor shower with some friends. And he was, you know, he trusts me. He's like, okay, have fun. Um, don't be home too late. So this guy picked me up around, sorry, I have like sniffles. <laughs> I'm not crying, I swear. I have sniffles. Um, <laughs> Elsie, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's gonna, we'll get through this. Um, so this guy picked me up around like 10 o'clock, which again, like, Chelsea, why are you stupid? It's late at night. Um, and he drove us into like this secluded area where it was really dark, obviously, like there were no. Mm -hmm. lights around which I was like yeah it's a meteor shower obviously yeah uh, I mean that is normal because I've yeah a meteor shower like that I mean you're not gonna see the stars with a bunch of city lights so I was like yeah. okay um so yeah so we got there we parked um he like brought blankets and pillows and he had like a pickup truck so we were sitting in the back of his truck 
um, looking up at the stars. It was super cute. He was still like, he was really like nerdy and adorable since like I hopped into his car. Like he had a great conversation. He was really nice. Um, and then we started kissing and it was fun. And then things started to escalate like quicker than I anticipated that they would. And I like sort of tried to slow him down, like, you know, subtly like pulling away and like looking back up at the stars or whatever. <laughs> um, and then he would just start kissing me again and whatever. And then his uh, hand was like quickly slipping up my skirt. And I was like, oh my God, like this is moving real quick. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty innocent, I feel, but <laughs> this man is moving kind of fast. Yeah. Um, and, like, the next thing I knew, I was naked, and he was, like, on top of me. And um, this is when I, like, in my head, I was like, this is borderline scary because we're in the middle of nowhere, and it's dark, and, like my phone didn't have reception um and was on the verge of dying which again another stupid move on me for not charging my phone <laughs> but yeah so he was like on top of me and he like this is probably gonna be graphic for some people but he like multiple times tried to like go inside of me and was like making fun of me for it for me being like no 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 i don't want this he, like, laughed at me that I was a virgin and, like, was pretty much just, like, making me, again, like, feel small and, like, belittle me and, like, making fun of the whole situation. And, like, it was really serious to me at that point. Like, I was scared. Like, yeah. I literally had my hand, like, covering myself down there. Yeah. Because, like, he – like, I didn't know – like – at that point, I had lost all trust, obviously. Like, at one point, he literally, like, placed all his weight on me to the point where, like, I couldn't breathe. And, like, I was telling him, like, get off me. Like, I can't breathe. It's, like, kind of scary moments. You remember, like, really small details, like, yeah. insignificant details. Like, I remember, like, the back of my shoulders against, like, the truck and, like, just how cold it was. Mm-hmm like random but I don't know like it was all just like really scary like my heart was racing and um I like kept telling him no stop like trying to make him get off of me that I didn't want it and like again like it all seemed like a game to him like almost like hit it was like a power thing like oh I'm the man I'm heavier than you I can do whatever I want um, but, like, the more that I, like, denied him anything from happening, like, I felt like the more that he would try to make something happen or, like, try or, like, make fun of me for whatever he was doing, but eventually, like, he got off of me and I immediately, like, went back into the truck, got all my clothes on, and I thought that, like, it was over and like I was so relieved and like I just wanted to go home and his clothes were back there too and he climbed in and I was like okay he's gonna get his clothes on um but then he 
I don't even know much. Like, I can't even explain how this happened. Like, I've tried to play it back in my head so many times. Like, how he could get from outside of the truck to, like, how he positioned me. Like, my head was in between the car seat and, like, the door. What the and, and, like... I don't even know what my body was like, but he was flat out on top of like, I don't know how he did it, but he straight up restrained every part of my body with his. It was like he knew how to do this. Like he's done it before. Probably. Oh my God. Um, because he like used his legs to pin my legs down. Mm-hmm. No, he used his hands to pin my legs down. Like, I don't even know because oh, it's going to get real graphic. Um, but essentially, he had, like, one of his hands restraining my legs and then, like, a part of his body, like, on my chest. Like, he was sitting on my chest. And then he, I don't even know what how, like, he restrained my, like, hands. Um but essentially he like put himself like in my freaking face and like i like he forced himself in there and like i remember like hitting him and like mm-hmm. pushing him away but like anything that i did like it just wasn't doing anything and like at that point was the the moment in my life that I felt like the least amount of strength like I felt like I was the most helpless person and like at that point was when my body almost like gave in like I lost control of it all and it shut down and like you never you never think that like you'll lose touch with like your own body and your muscles but at that moment like I felt frozen like I literally gave up like I couldn't do anything and it was helpless to even try and like that was my worst nightmare but it's scary to think like he came in the car knowing like this is what I'm gonna do to her yeah like he was ready to do it yeah and I'm like a deer in the headlights so long story short, I kind of gave up on that he finished, which was very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he <clears throat> just casually got off of me and drove me home. Um, and then I plugged my phone in when I got home. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, disgusting like my him not you i mean at the time i was like everything is gross like Mm -hmm. he's gross i am gross like everything is disgusting Um, you just felt like that whole situation was it was disgusting horrible and like the absolute worst part was when my phone was charged again, I I saw texts from my friends in the group chat that were like, where's Chelsea? Like, I see her in this random place on the map that she's not responding, like all this whatever. 
I would, be, so I I would like, have been freaking out. It's like my friend is not responding and she told me to check up on her. On her yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe it just didn't show me on the map. Like, I don't remember what it looked like to them, but like they had been, I saw that they'd been talking about it. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, like at least like they looked at it since I mm-hmm. left type of thing. Um, but then the worst, the worst, worst part was I had a voicemail from my dad um, <laughs> from like four in the morning. Chelsea, it's dad. It's four o'clock in the morning and I'm really worried about you. Can you please call me? Oh my God. Even to this day, like, I think about it. I'm like, should I have told my parents? Should I still keep it from them? I don't think they need to know. I think that that would make my dad, I think that would literally kill my dad if he knew that like, Mm -hmm. that was the day that he called me at 4 a.m. and I actually was having a night of hell. And like that event would affect like the rest of my life. Like that would literally crush his soul. And like that, that was after I listened to that voicemail, I just sat on my bed crying. And I, like, knew, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this. Mm-hmm. Um, I woke up the next morning, and I thought about it, and I was like, maybe I did want it. Like, I don't know. Like, you're trying to, like, rationalize the situation in your head. Yeah, and, like, maybe it's not a, a big of a deal as I thought it was last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, even when I got out of the shower, I looked into the mirror and saw bruises all over my body. Oh my god. And it was like, okay, clearly it's not just an emotional... Like it's not in your head. No. It, like it freaking it happened. It physically was not wanted. Yeah. Yeah. But I had a rough year after that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> so that- that's I'm me. so sorry <laughs> that you had to freaking, oh my god, go through that. It's okay. I think I... Oh, I that's so freaking... I hate him. Me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. I hate him too. Um, oh god. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we all have to... Um, we're all going to experience different things in our lifetime. And, like, as much as I want to believe like this shouldn't have happened to me I think that it did for a reason like I will grow I have grown and I will grow stronger from it yeah no you are like when you tell me stories that happen like now you're always like no fuck you (laughs) not okay or like standing up to people in general not just boys you know yeah so I feel like we should probably talk about how we got through it yeah we definitely we should we should not end it here <laughs> <laughs> no because like i don't want to end on this sad ass <laughs> no yeah so how has your experience been <clears throat> since that like what steps have you taken like personally what has made um, it better so i guess like in my situation if you've been like sexually assaulted or okay I guess if I was sexually assaulted, I would not have, like, I would not be friends with this person anymore. Yeah. But, um, I say if it's a friend, 
then like distance definitely helps like it took me months to fully process my feelings like I feel like I went through every stage of grief or whatever yeah. they say like I was angry at him and then I was angry at myself and like you have to go through like feeling stupid and ashamed and pathetic and yeah. sad I mean it's kind of like any hardship people go through like it really does just take time to like accept and get through it and a huge takeaway like for me is I feel like we don't have that conversation enough about like how to communicate with people when when it's not okay yeah and like what is okay and what's not okay in situations where you want to like date someone or something yeah um and it's easy to just tell people like oh just say no like just tell them to stop just walk away like no if that did it (laughs) yeah that did not work for it stop oh my god (laughs) wow (laughs) like but even like for some people it would but some people have are already that kind of person but like me like when i was in the moment i felt like cornered and i was like paralyzed yeah and i i couldn't find the words to kind of express i couldn't even i didn't know what i was feeling i didn't know um i think because i was caught off guard too like before it happened to you like you you probably never thought this would happen to you no not even with not even from hearing experiences from like friends or family like I still like had the mindset like oh that would never happen to me though yeah I'll be like I would never put myself in that situation yeah and so you don't think it'll happen and then when it does like like I couldn't even find the words to be like hey this is making me uncomfortable you need to stop and it also doesn't help that I'm not a confrontational person like I avoid conflict (laughs) so um I mean, I wish I were because probably would have ended a lot faster than it did. Um, And like with the Japanese producer that I talked about in the last episode, like I still wasn't vocal. Like I just kind of like brushed it off. Awkward laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Changed the topic, like moved away a little bit. I mean, but also I didn't want to say anything because nothing specifically like horrible happened enough for me to just tell him like stop and like yell (laughs) Because then I would have <laughs> freaking, like, gotten fired or something. Still uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But no, but for sure, like, I feel like if he were to have made a move or something, I think I would have been able to yell at him <laughs> this time. <laughs> Not okay, sir. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think having friends, like, telling someone. Yeah. For sure. Because, like, just going through it alone in your head, you will go crazy because... You try to rationalize it and you try to be like, well, maybe it was my fault because yeah. I didn't, I didn't say anything or I, I, I made him think that I, I was interested or something. I don't know. Yeah. And I would just say like distance yourself. If you're friends with that person, take however much time you need yeah. to process your thoughts and your feelings, have friends you can talk to about it. So you're not alone. But I mean, for you, like you're, for your kind of situation how would how did you get through it I agree you should always surround yourself with your friends and your loved ones and just be in touch with like I mean select the people that you know that are going to be there for you that you know that you're going to be comfortable talking about it with um that's for sure what's helped me like I'm not gonna lie like I said I had 
a really rough a rough year after this happened to me and like to to the point where just the way that I acted like my personality changed to the point where multiple friends approached me and they were like what's going on like how did you how did you act differently I think that I I was never really there like it was it was in the back of my head for months like a very long time to the point where like my friends would be having conversations like even if my friends and I are like in a car like driving somewhere having a a conversation like I just mentally was not there like I wasn't bringing anything to the conversation yeah to the point where like I was literally spacing out and they would have to almost like call me back like Chelsea you good like you you hadn't told anyone right at that point um no I had I had told my friends so so these people did know it got to the point where they straight up told me like I think you need to talk to like someone yeah specializing in it or like a therapist (laughs) or something like multiple people had had told me that and I still haven't I probably should if I'm gonna be honest um but just the fact that I did have those people to talk to and that like you know months ago I've talked about it with one of my friends and I still do I still do like I a year ago I would not have had the confidence or felt at all comfortable to talk about it on our on our podcast um (laughs) for whoever's listening um but it's just a point to like you said like give yourself your own amount of time and let it like really process it because even if you're questioning in your head like was that okay odds are no it wasn't okay and if you're feeling any type of guilt sadness depression anything like from it no you it's not (laughs) okay it's not okay you need time to process it you need friends to talk to about it and I actually like this is very like I don't know if this would help anyone else in the world but I strangely enough like I reconnected with an ex that I felt really comfortable with and your first boyfriend yeah my first boyfriend (laughs) um and I told him about all this and he was comforting me and then I actually ended up losing my virginity to him which which strangely enough like it really helped me like Mm -hmm. it really helped me move past this because in a way like you feel like every part of you is like you feel like every inch of you is like not worthy of anything do you feel like it's like tainted yeah pretty much yeah you feel like you you can't move past it and like in that sense it really helped me like move past at least like the physical parts of it um and then yeah like the mental emotional parts is was mostly me digesting it in my head and talking it talking about it with my friends or whoever but yeah like obviously we can't speak for everyone everyone's gonna cope different ways react different ways want to do different things to help them feel better but always yeah I think it's always important to have like that core group of people that you feel comfortable enough with to like like the first step if you lock it up in your head it's gonna get worse and it's gonna take over every aspect of your life and it won't be easy to like 
say it out loud but like once you do it'll feel good yeah and you're not alone like you don't have to go through it alone no there might be people who like make you feel like you're stupid but if you have good friends like someone someone will listen and <laughs> be there for you yeah well that's kind of lighthearted. <laughs> at least we're not ending it on like a depressing note i know <laughs> All right, so after all that, um, <laughs> let's hear our question of the day from one of our listeners. Hello, Chelsea and Michelle. First off, I just want to thank you for tackling this topic. I know it can get super complicated, but I think my question's pretty simple, and it's what the fuck is happening and why? 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 Where's the logic? How do people think this is okay? Um, yep. That's it. Hope you can answer that. So that was from one of our anonymous listeners. Hey, um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> um, what um, do you have to say about that? Well, lovely question, by the way. I know. It's great. Uh, well phrased. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're all confused. I think it's still definitely something that needs that we're still working through. We're still talking about. People are still in denial about. Why do you why do you think it's so hard for people to be able to accept these kinds of stories from from victims? Um, yeah. Honestly, like for the entire hashtag Me Too movement and everybody's situation, like there's no right or wrong answer, and everyone's gonna have a different opinion. But I personally, like, I could be completely wrong, but I think part of it, honestly, has to do with people who are in denial and who are blaming the victims. Like, I think that maybe a part of it has to do with these, like, blurred lines that people are having in their own situations. Like, maybe someone has been through a questionable situation and they don't want to believe that it was harassment, assault, whatever it may be. And yeah. You know, that could be either a victim or the person doing the person it. doing something, yeah. yeah. And I think that they, they'd rather believe that... People are overreacting. Yeah, I, they don't want to believe in what they're seeing in the public. And they're questioning every situation in the slight chance that they might be a part of this bigger situation also and i think mm -hmm. that like the thought of jeopardizing their own belief or their own image is what scares people like they'll make as many excuses as they want yeah to make themselves look better but in the end it's like it's really not making themselves look better because if they're not supporting the victims what are you doing like why <laughs> In short, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> don't be so frustrated right now. <laughs> I think because it's so much easier to sweep things under the rug and be like, it's not a big deal. You're overreacting. Just ignore like, it. Things like this happen all the time. Like, that doesn't make it okay. It's better to bring to light these kinds of situations. And I don't know. It sucks when people are, are in denial. Yeah. And they make excuses like, oh, well, I mean, she was asking for it. Like, did you see what she was wearing? And like, the sad thing get... is, the sad thing is, is, like, the people who are saying, making these comments, like, if, God forbid, this happened to them, are they, they're not going to have the same mindset. They're not, 
they're not gonna then turn around and be like, oh yeah, maybe I was wearing too short of a skirt. They're gonna be like, no, it was them. I was sexually assaulted, like, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's people, it's people like them that make it hard for people who've been through this stuff to admit it out loud, to want to even tell someone because like, that's why I felt so stupid and like pathetic because I'm like, well. What would other people think? Yeah, it's like I put myself in this situation. Yeah. like it's my fault and it, yeah and some. it's it's not only like hurting the pr- like the present victims but it's hurting all the future victims yeah i think it needs to be talked about more about like the nonverbal cues yeah cuz like yes besides the girls who can't say stop and who can't say no guys and girls should learn um nonverbal ways of saying no yeah the very not obvious stuff um we have a long way to go but i'm but like we have come so far yeah from since this movement like started again thank god for good people <laughs> thank god for strong women yeah and men who had the balls to come out and talk about what they've been through yeah so, we got through all of this michelle we yes. got through it i hope that our stories like help someone out there Who's feeling lonely? Mm, me too. <laughs> <You're not alone. laughs> um, and like, if you need help, there's definitely professional help. If you don't want to talk to like a friend, um, there's so many resources yeah. for you to help yeah. to don't, help you get. Don't bottle things. it up. So hashtag us too. Hashtag <laughs> us too. Um, <laughs> you know, this episode was a little more serious and somber. But uh, we got through it, and so did you. (laughs) (laughs) We promise that we'll have more fun next time. (laughs) Oh, we will. You guys, it's October. It's a Halloween special. (laughs) I think next week we're going to talk about murders. Small town murders. Of course. And then after that, we will be talking about and maybe two ghosts. I don't know. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at this underscore sip. (laughs) This underscore sip. This underscore sip on Twitter. And email us any questions or stories. Email us questions, stories. Uh, We're going to be talking about murder. So if you have any murder stories. Oh, my God. Yes. And also rate us on the podcast app. All right. Yeah, we have no ratings because we have no listeners. We have no ratings and we are not going to rate ourselves. <laughs> I know. But we know there's um, listeners. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yay. I hope that we hope that this episode quenched your thirst. You got a lot of tea on us today. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Bye. <laughs>